So remember that one time we started a podcast? I do remember <laughs> that one time we started a podcast. So, um, yeah, this is funny because we don't even really know the title of the podcast or what it's going to be, but we'll figure that out later. And that probably goes with the uh, with the theme of this entire thing. Um, episode one, why we're here. And honestly, who the hell are we? That's probably where we need to start. Um, what with- is your name? Oh, hi. Um, so uh, my name is Matt Verlek, the co-founder and CEO of a pretty awesome company called Uplaunch. What about, what about you, friend? Yeah, uh, I was making, waiting for that introduction. Uh, my name is uh, Jake Johnson, also co-founder of Uplaunch, and I rock the business development side of the house. So um, Uplaunch is not what this podcast is about. That's the deal. So uh, Uplaunch is a cool business. And, you know, initially, I think people who listen to this, it's probably, probably going to be like, my like mom and maybe two of our customers, but <laughs> we might be able to con our wives into listening to it's it. Probably about it. Probably not going to happen. They'll tell us they listen to it. Right. So, um, so what Uplaunch is for context, in case somebody actually does want to check this out, right? Is we are uh, we're CRM and a marketing automation platform built specifically for fitness entrepreneurs. We help gym owners deliver a world class client experience with purpose built end to end solutions. Um, but again, like that's what we do, but it's not who we are, and it's not what this podcast is about necessarily. So. The deal um, and why we kind of wanted to get into recording a podcast, you know, there's a lot of people out there in the, the startup ecosystem that I have a massive amount of respect for, for doing a great job, like documenting their journey and running very transparent businesses, everything from numbers to challenges to you know, lessons learned. And all of those people for me as a first time founder have been incredibly helpful and most of them don't even know it they just publish content and i don't even know how much feedback ever goes back and so you know as a as a bootstrapped startup we've had a what i would call a pretty reasonable degree of success it's been a pretty wild ride um, especially over the past six months and we've done a really horrible job documenting this pretty cool journey that we're on you know and so i think that uh it's funny this journey for us started so long ago and maybe one day we'll drop the original recording of Matt and I just kind of shooting the breeze and talking about the journey we had been on to that point, which was three years, three years ago, ago. Yeah. About three years ago. And it's just, you know, I think it's cool and something that we really want to do is document the journey to hopefully help some other people that are feeling um, stresses and in our, in similar situations and honestly, get a lot off our chest, I think. Like, we've been punched in the face so <laughs> many times that um, we managed to come out on the other side with a bump and a bruise and maybe a little blood here and there. But um, we learn and just, you know, follow that motto of just keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing. And, um, you know, hard work and ingenuity and doing business with people that you, you love and care about is what matters. And so um, it's pretty, pretty neat. I think we should talk about... Who are you, Matt Verlack? All right. Um, so, yeah, so I'm Matt. I live in a suburb of Washington, D.C., about an hour outside in uh, Frederick, Maryland, is the name of the town. I guess it's a city, name of the city. Um, <laughs> married, got uh, two kids, third, uh, third one on the way, which is pretty cool. Uh, much like Jake, I was a career firefighter for about 10 years. Don't drop nuggets about my story until hey, I've man, told it. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> um, so I was, I was a firefighter for about 10 years, um, which is where I met this clown, Jake. And, um, you know, that was an amazing career, honestly, and one that I never thought I would leave. And I think that's, that's an interesting thing to unpack at some point too, is, um, 
I wonder how many accidental entrepreneurs there are out there. You know, I know there's a lot of people who, you know, I'm going to go get my CS degree and then I'm going to go work for Google and then I'm going to go get this great idea and go, you know, go through Y Combinator and do the, like the, the path, you know, the, the path of all the, the golden child's amazing entrepreneurs out there who, who are super smart and make incredible products and not throwing shade. But I think for every person like that, there's, you know, probably five people who kind of blink one day and you're like, holy crap, I'm actually running a startup. Like I, I was, uh, I was going to work for 33 years in the fire department and maximize my pension and, uh, ride off into the sunset. And it's just life took like a, a hard left turn at some point. I'm not really sure where it happened. I think the fire department, we will definitely get into deep in one of our upcoming episodes. I'm sure because it runs deep in our blood. I want one thing that you just loved about the fire service. The one thing that every day made the fire department special to you. And then I want you to get back into the rest of your story. Sure. That's an easy one for me. I think the, the thing that makes a fire department special is the people more than the work. Um, it's a, you, you work 20, most fire departments work 24 hour shifts. Ours did. And uh, we worked once every three days is what it averaged out to. And so basically that's a third of your working life with a group of four to 12 people, depending on which firehouse you were assigned to. I mean, it builds like some incredibly tight relationships and that's a, it's a working dynamic and a paradigm that most people who come up through traditional routes never experience. Um, you know, I, I can tell you like which one of my coworkers snores the loudest and who likes to get up at midnight and eat ice cream. Or maybe that was me, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, but uh, it, it's just crazy. Like you get to know these, these people um, at such a more like, I don't know, a deeper level than I think you normally do, um, in an office. And that's the part that, that I miss about it is, is that, and, and we've replicated a lot of that within our own company, which I'm incredibly grateful for, but, but that's the part I love, man. Um, and of course I'm going to force you to answer that same question too, but um, why don't you give the, give the rundown, dude, who, who is Jacob Johnson? Yeah. So Jacob Johnson, um, this is going to sound like a recorder compared to Matt. I live in a, a way further out suburb than Matt. Um, he has to take his own trash to the dump. Yes, I take my own trash to the dump, and <laughs> I live in a place called Pennsylvania. And if you <laughs> you haven't heard of it, it's a, a a pin drop. It's not actually a real place. I live about a half an hour from Matt, more into the suburbs, uh, on a little bit of land. And uh, I am married. I have uh, three amazing children and an amazing wife. If she does listen to this, um, I actually have two that are one's nine one's seven boy girl and then we got another little one coming on the on the way which i'm 98 percent sure 98 percent. so there's two percent uh room for error there that the name is going to be drew what yeah that's the first time i've told matt yeah. so that's pretty cool dropping nuggets about me sorry right. every, um, every drew that i know is pretty cool so you're, yeah. you're good there um i'm gonna go all the way back on me to like high school because i was not the uh, dream high school student i really didn't focus too much in school and made the decision super early on that if I was going to do anything uh, post high school, it was going to be in the military and I wanted to join the Marine Corps. Um, I not only wanted to join the Marine Corps, I wanted to join the infantry and that's what I did. I uh, graduated high school 17, went right into the Marine Corps, uh, went right into the infantry, uh, got assigned to the best battalion in the Marine Corps, 3rd Battalion, 5th Marines out of Camp Pendleton. Uh, did lots of deployments overseas and then um, left the Marine Corps and ultimately got hired in the same fire department that Matt got hired by, the Arlington County Fire Department, where I worked for 12 years. 
um, and then left the fire department to pursue other things. We'll get into my, uh, I think that's probably another good episode, maybe getting into unpacking, like leaving the fire service. Mm -hmm. That's a whole nother, um, lots, lots to learn from that and different trials and tribulations along with that. But, um, that's pretty much me. I'm a high school football coach. I love football. So if you ever want to talk football, feel free to email me. Um, I also love up launch. So if you ever want to email me about that too, you can, <laughs> you can rock that out, but don't email me about football. You're not going to get much in return. <laughs> uh, so that is uh, me in a nutshell. Things that I, things that I love are, you know, being in business. And honestly, like that's a cool thing to even talk about here. You know, like where we're talking about, you know, what keeps people going and like really growing something and nurturing and building relationships. And, and, you know, I'm honestly super uncomfortable right now because I do not like putting myself out there like this, but um, I think it's the right thing to do for up launch and for Matt and for me and the path that we're going on. I think um, if we can help as many people as possible, that's, that's the end goal. Totally. You made me answer the fire department question. Yeah, I figured you were just going to bail on it. That's cool. no, I'm not going to bail on it. I, I didn't know if you were going to ask me. It got awkward, so Man, I'm not going to beg you. Um, it's going to be so cliche because it's going to be almost the exact same answer that Matt said. Um, I'll elaborate on it a little bit. Um, and and really, to me, it was I, I honestly a, a big portion of the fire service saved me from the path that I was going down when I got out of the Marine Corps. It's you know your, your mind is just all over the place and you really don't have much structure in your life. Definitely during the time that I was in the Marine Corps and some of the experiences that I had that I really needed something that was kind of that in between, between the military and civilian life and how I was going to start interacting with people again. Um, and the camaraderie that comes from being in close quarters with people, blood, sweat, tears, and just hardship, um, builds relationships that are pretty unbreakable. Um, and looking back on all those guys that I was in the Marine Corps that I could call tomorrow and, and they would be here if I needed them. And the same thing in the fire service. Um, and it's really about the people that you work with. Um, the kind of icing on the cake is that you get to be with those people. Um, you get to see their weaknesses. You get to see their vulnerabilities. You get to pick at them a little bit and make them better people and, and build them up. But then at the end of the day, when it comes down to doing the job, regardless of your belief system in that person or anything about their background, like your mission is the same and it's all, you know, it's, it's the most cohesive group that you can be around working towards one common goal. Um, and I don't know that it sounds sick, but like, you know, a lot of times like lives hanging the balance of those decisions and your ability to work together. Um, and you know, that makes for some really hard times and it makes for some really amazing times. I mean, there's some, stories that we could go down and tell that, you know, are amazing wins of things that we just thought there was no way that the outcome could be so amazing. And then there's other ones that, you know, you're crushed by the outcome of the situation, even though it was outside of your control. So I think that, um, you know, it, it's cool for us to kind of unpack some of those things on a day to day for us. And like where we look at how do you be a, a, a company that's spread out across the country that we don't have those trying opportunities to really bond as hard as you can. Um, and so that's a cool whole nother, whole nother episode for us, but that's Jake Johnson in a nutshell and Matt Verlack in a nutshell. So yeah, you hit on some good points there, man. I think that, uh, I definitely want to dig into in, in a future episode or a couple of episodes, the remote work distributed team aspect of what we're doing. Um, it's a really, uh, 
it's a hot topic, I think, in the startup community right now. Um, you know, I'm a firm believer that remote work is the future of work. And I think that um, it's definitely allowed us to access a talent pool of people that aren't local to us and aren't necessarily centralized in Silicon Valley or New York City or places like that. But on the flip side, there are a ton of, uh, a ton of I don't know, uh, inefficiencies that come with it, a ton of challenges that come with it. Um, there's social aspects to it. There's like loneliness aspect to it. You don't have yeah. that same community. There are communication aspects to it where, you know, normally you could like grab a conference room and shoot the shit for a couple of minutes. And instead you've got to, um, you know, write down six bullet points and post it for people to leave feedback on. It's a lot of change. And I got, so Ryan, um, Hoover from product hunt, I guess, uh, he's in his, uh, fund he's been looking at funding companies that help with remote work and he just posted something interesting on twitter the other day asking you know what i think it was like what's the biggest downfall of remote work or what challenges do you find doing remote work and the responses were fast and furious um and i'll, I'll link in the show notes i think he just summarized in a blog post like basically broke it down to like the top 10 most frequent responses that he had to it i mean it was interesting to me because you know, I think generally people who work remotely um, with any degree of success are smart people. And so a lot of the challenges they ran into were more from the community communication, like psychological aspect of it more so than the, I don't know how to get my work done without sitting next to someone else aspect yeah, of it. I love like the communication side of it and just like normal emotion, right? Like when we, like we live in, our team lives in Slack. And so there's always these opportunities and like, you know, every week or every other week, like you get a Slack message and you're like, wow, is this person upset at me or is it, you know, <laughs> and it's like, couldn't be further from the truth, but it's like, you know, is this person working right now? Are they not working right now? What are some of the things that, that they're doing? You know, like where if it's a day-to-day -day office environment, you walk by the office, I see you sitting there, you know, working on your computer and I peek my head in and say, Hey Matt, you got a second? And we have a quick conversation and we, we go about our business. But um, you know, sometimes that immediate communication is amazing as it is, like there's no emotion through a Slack message or right. through anything like that. And so it takes time to kind of really separate emotion from some of those conversations and be like, wait a second, like they're literally just asking me a question. There's no implied, you know, right. motive behind it or anything <laughs> like that. They're literally like working just like I'm working right now sure. and they need an answer to something that I'm working on and they're asking. And right. like, if Le you know, lesson one, take it at face value. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. But that is something that when you're, all right, you're not grabbing coffee with people during a 15 minute break and you're not going out to lunch together. And, you know, the exam we talked earlier a little bit today about, you know, even something as simple as like, you know, our kids having birthday parties. Um, you know, it's like, who would be at your birthday party if your company was located here? It would be, you know, a lot of your friends and family from your, your company and what you're doing. And when you're spread out across the country, those things don't happen. And so how do you bridge that gap of emotion and building relationships through, um, you know, through the co-work world. Totally. I, I think I, just to like drive it home, because we talk a little bit about that. And I also think the other side of that is like both Matt and I led with our families. Like, who are we? Like, and like, we are like families. Like I, I love my family more than anything. And I love spending time with them. And I almost couldn't imagine going to another job at this point now that we've co-worked for so, or we've worked, worked yeah. remote worked for so long. Um, 
you'll you'll pick that up uh, as I talk. I usually use different phrases for things, even though my mind is processing something else. <laughs> Matt will correct me all the time, though, so it'll yeah. be perfect. But it's not true. So that, yes, it is. Um, <laughs> but the family aspect, like yeah. I mean, you just can't measure the impact that it has from your family to be at home and like I need to make my kids breakfast in the morning, and you know, one like once a week I'll drive them to school because it's just something that I have the ability to do, and so very cool aspects of that. Yeah. All right. So, so I want to frame out kind of what our goal is with this thing. Um, you know, we said we called the episode why we're here. So we should talk about why we're here, you know, and when I say here, I mean, why we're doing this podcast. So the goal and like, like any great goal, it may change um, yeah, right? as we, as we get into this. Probably but, by next week, it right. may change. But as of today, here, here's what we want to try to do guys is every two weeks. And that's our commitment to you is that we're going to do this every two weeks. We're going to tell them how we made the commitment because I think this is important too. It's you and I. Yeah. 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 So we said we're going to do a weekly podcast and (laughs) Jake and I have made so many commitments that sounded really, really cool and like aspirational and then just realized that we bit off way more than we could chew and we're just tired of choking on it. So, uh, so now I just have the Matt and Jake divide by two rule, which is if we think we're going to do a (laughs) podcast every week, we're going to do it every two weeks. Um, But we're going to publicly... Uh, own that, you know. Um, and by the way, not unique. A lot of people do it. You know, yep. you have to get a little too ambitious. Um, That's not to say that you have to curtail your ambition, but you have to pick a realistic path to get there. So every two weeks, we are going to examine our lives as people running a startup. We're going to pick one thing, whether it's a challenge, a lesson, and something inspirational, a win, um, and we're going to unpack that um, in usually about twenty to twenty-five minutes. I'm not as talented of a speaker or interviewer, someone like Tim Ferriss, I cannot hold your attention for two and a half hours. Um, so I'm not going to try. We're going to keep them short um, and uh, really just try to, to figure out what the most impactful thing from the previous two weeks was that happened or something that we feel is on our minds or something that um, would benefit uh, and it, people to go through. And we're, we're going to pick it apart. And it aligns so well with as a business and as Matt and I, you know, kind of steering some of the things about our business like transparency is so valuable to us and that this really is us putting it out there and, and we want to um you know we talk to you know everybody that's a part of uplaunch and even our customers and we really want to put our flag in the ground on transparency and this is going to be as real time as it gets um you know we're not going to do these super big debrief things where we break things down and then only show you guys um the things about our business that are amazing like we really want to get into the lessons that we've learned and um in goals that you guys don't make any mistakes that we've made and you can learn from some of the good that we've done and learn from some of the bad that we've done and, and move the needle for your business. Um, if you're a, a founder and if you're, if you're not a founder and you're just someone out there looking to be better at life, there's probably going to be a lot of things that, that drop in there as well. Yeah. So, so my goal for this is to have, um, after we get up and running with a few episodes under our belt to kind of get our feet on the ground, a, um, a bit of a mix, you know, where I think like the status quo is going to be probably the two of us unpacking something from the previous two weeks. But then especially as we identify topics that we want to talk about, my goal is to bring people on who have more skill or expertise or, you know, real life experience in whatever those topics are um, to be able to give much, um, you know, a higher degree of value than, than maybe we can provide on our own. So, so there will be a mix. It's not always going to be an interview every week. It's not always going to be just Jake and I every week. We're going to mix it up. Um, but we definitely want to get some people in the mix here. Such an important thing to point out because a lot of times the solutions we're coming up with aren't our solutions. Right. Like we're leveraging so many other people in our internal um, networks that are constantly helping us and, and giving us and giving us and giving us. And so um, 
very cool to get them involved and let their voices be heard for, uh, straight from the source. So very yeah. cool. Well, um, so again, we today is the start of something new. And, you know, I wanted to talk about a lot of things that go with starting something new. Um, I almost think that that can probably be its own its own episode. You know, we're, we're sitting at the 20 minute mark right now, um, just kind of riffing on things and introducing ourselves and talking about what we want to do. And so so I'm going to call a quick audible. And I think that uh, that starting something new, whether it's a content strategy or something like that, I think that that may end up being its own thing. Um, but, uh, you know, I think this has been this is a cool introduction. I think, you know, we'll keep it light, we'll keep it uh, keep it nice and easy. Uh, Matt Verlack, Jake Johnson, co-founders of Uplaunch. If you have any great ideas for a podcast name, you can feel free to let us know. Other than that, we're going to try to get one um, before episode two. So we got to call it something. Yeah, we got to call it something. So if you got something uh, neat that jumps out to you, we appreciate you guys. And uh, if you made it 20 minutes and 30 seconds into this thing, um, keep listening. We'll, we'll bring back some bring back some cool things and keep building upon this episode because it's imperfect. We know that. We started something new, which is amazing. Go out there and start something new. Divide it. Go by the the Matt and Jake rule, divide it in half, <laughs> and then rock on and get it done. We appreciate you guys, and we'll see you in a couple yeah, weeks. Talk to you soon. See you.